and welcome to episode 122 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I am Heather. I'm Charlotte. And this week, we are going to be hearing all about Heather's trip this weekend to the Touch of Disney event uh, at Disney California Adventure. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, But first, we actually have, speaking of Disneyland, we've got some pretty exciting news. They're reopening in April. Once again, no sooner do we finish recording the podcast. (laughs) Then major news comes out. (laughs) Exactly. So um, we said, we mentioned it last week that California said that they could open and we didn't know the specifics yet, but now we do. That's right. Yeah. So they're going to be able to open starting uh, April 30th. It's going to be both parks. It will be like Florida where you're going to need a park pass reservation, which is nothing new to any of us, anybody listening, right? We're we're all professionals at that. But I feel like it's going to be really hard for my fellow Californians to figure this out because (laughs) like I say all the time, they are not planners. They just go to Disneyland for dinner type of situation. So everybody keep all the Californians in your thoughts as they try to learn how to how to work the park pass system. <laughs> Which it's not even up yet, right? It's not no. even available. We don't have any information about like when tickets will actually go on sale and how you'll book park pass reservations or any of that. So yeah, we should point out too, um, it is only open to California residents. So nobody go and, and start, you know, making your reservations. You can't, it's, it's not a Disneyland regulation. It is the state of California as part of the terms of allowing the major theme parks to reopen. It is at the start only available to California residents. And like Sarah said, there has been no announcement of when or how tickets or resort reservations will go on sale. Um, The hotels themselves are going to be opening on April 29th. I have already been trying to get reservations through my DVC. Those are also not available for <laughs> DVC members. So if you're also a DVC member, don't call in. Um, so basically, we know that they're opening April 30th. We don't really know when, how we, we get access to it. Yeah. And it's not all the hotels are opening at first, right? It's just the Grand Californian, well, I think. Well, the Grand Californian, the villas at the Grand Californian actually aren't opening until May 2nd. May 2nd. I want yeah. to say April 2nd. I'm like, that's not right. It's May 2nd. Um, the hotel itself is opening April 29th. I fe- I don't remember when or if the, um, the other two are opening. Yeah, I think they have not announced when the other two are opening. I think it's just Grand Californian for now. Um, but it, yeah. I suppose I can Google that really quickly if my... Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive they have not announced reopening for Disneyland Hotel. I feel like they might have done Paradise Pier, but it's later. I don't remember. I mean, um, but don't forget all of the, the good neighbor hotels in the area have announced their opening and are available to book. So that is, you know, you know, you can look at those individually. Yeah. Okay, well, here we go. Disneyland.com. Guys, can you tell we prepare ahead of time? <laughs> <laughs> Well, while you're looking that up, let's move on, because Disney Cruise Line had some exciting news as well. They have announced their summer 2022 itineraries, and those are available to book right now for Castaway Club members. And then starting on Thursday, they will be available to book to the general public. Um, They're going some new places, which is pretty exciting. They're returning to some old places, so they're going back to Greece. And um, so there'll be Mediterranean cruises and European cruises and um, 
the dream, I believe, is moving to Miami for some cruises. And so there's all kinds of uh, funky stuff going around. The, however, the big question and what everybody's waiting for, and which we still don't have an answer to, is when will you be able to book the Wish, which is the new ship? No news on that okay. yet. They have confirmed that they anticipate it sailing in the summer of 2022, but it is not available to book yet. So I'm kind of glad they did that because, you know, when they release their dates, it's always so crazy anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's not muck it up with the wish. Let's get people booked for the, the itineraries that they want. And then those who are waiting for the wish can have their own day. So it, it's a slightly less chaotic. I agree. I agree. Uh, And then last but not least, Animal Kingdom announced this morning. Of course, Animal Kingdom opened on Earth Day in, remember? Um, (laughs) 96 or 97. 97. Yeah. I think they just had the 20th anniversary last year. So Um, that wouldn't be 97 then. I don't know. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) we are Um, failing life today. Yeah, we're just failing all the things. But they are going to be celebrating Earth Month, which is April over at Animal Kingdom. And there's some really fun stuff planned, which, you know, I'm so glad that even when Walt Disney World is open in this limited capacity and with all the safety protocols and stuff, that there's still some really fun stuff. So from April 18th to the 24th, there's going to be limited time experiences, including character appearances, learning opportunities, specialty merchandise, of course, and themed food and beverages, um, and a new wilderness explorer activity. So if it's been a, a you know a minute since you did the wilderness explorer stuff, um, definitely go back and check that out. So um, it just looks like fun. There's uh, trading pins and all kinds of stuff. Um, there's a new baby rhino that you can check out and all kinds of cool stuff. Okay. Uh, Ranger is his name. And he's Ranger super is cool. the cutest thing. If you are not following Dr. Market Disney on Instagram, you're doing life wrong because <laughs> he shows all of the behind the scenes of like the animals and, and the animal care team uh, around Animal Kingdom and Animal Kingdom Lodge and Epcot. And so we ha- he keeps posting all these videos and photos of baby Ranger and it is the cutest thing. I cannot <laughs> get enough of him. <laughs> he is adorable. Uh, 1998 for the answer to that question. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, so. I knew it was something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So that does it for Disney news. And then coming up next, we are going to be hearing all about Heather's trip to the Touch of Disney event this past weekend. Stay tuned. All right, Heather, the floor is yours. Tell us everything. <laughs> It felt so good to be back. Now, I did I did get to visit California Adventure when Buena Vista Street opened a few months back. So it's not that I have been away for a year. I did not cry. I feel like when Disneyland <laughs> opens and I finally get there, there might be a few tears shed. But I don't know. It, it felt so good to be back and also normal, if that makes sense. Like, okay, just, you know, back at California Adventure. It's, you know, no big deal. It hasn't been like five months or anything. Um, but it was a really nice event. Now, when I go to California Adventure, I tend to just be eating and I spend a lot of time at the winery. I don't do a ton of rides there. You know, I'll, I'll ride um, the Incredicoaster and Soarin, but I don't, I'm not spending a ton of time on rides. So for me, it didn't feel so bizarre to be in the park with no rides. It just it kind of felt like a normal day. Yeah. How much of it was open? Was it just kind of the one area where they normally have the 
food and wine type thing or was the entire park open? The entire park was open except for the area that is going to be Avengers Campus. That was completely roped uh-huh. off and, and you can't get near that. Um, but you could see a lot of the progress in the buildings there, which is really cool to see. Um, I should start off by saying um, the event runs from Thursday through Monday. So it's not every day of the week. It's from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, and it is currently sold out. So if you don't have tickets already, unfortunately, you're not going to get to go. But you can listen to me tell you all about it and pretend <laughs> like you're there. You just um, live vicariously through Heather. <laughs> I, uh, I guess let's start with the parking. Parking is included in your ticket, which costs $75 a person. And so you can parking at the Mickey and Friends parking garage only is included. And the garage does not open until 1130. So I got into the parking garage maybe around like 1126 a.m. Um, and it was really not anybody who's ever driven to Disneyland, you know, it could take you 30 minutes from the time you get off the freeway before you park and this one like I drove right in there was maybe only 10 cars in my particular row ahead of me so it was really nice it moved really quickly because nobody was trying to pay in cash and making change so it moved really quickly but again you cannot park until 11 30 so don't think you're going to get there hours and hours ahead of time and just you can't they're not going to let you in um so another thing that I didn't know and I don't know why I didn't know it it just didn't occur to me but when you're parking at Mickey and Friends, you come down off the escalator and in the area that used to be the tram loading area is where you're going through security. Um, you know, they do their temperature checks and then their security checks. And then after that, you then walk the the route the tram would normally take to get over to California Adventure. So the trams are not operating. So you already have quite a bit of a walk from the time you get out of your car before you even make it to the front gates of California Adventure. So something to think about. All right, and so now I know, does the ticket include like a dining card or what's going, I just remember hearing something about like a dining card or something like that. Mm -hmm. So the ticket, like I said, includes your parking fee. It includes a $25 dining card and then also unlimited photo pass downloads of any, you know, any photos you have taken during that day. So, I mean, for the photo pass alone, that's kind of worth it, especially if you're a person who likes to stop and get a ton of photo pass. I mean, that price is excellent. Um, The dining card is like I said, $25 can only be used on food. It cannot be used on merchandise or adult beverages. So something to think about. It also goes very, very fast because let's not forget, this is Disney and food is expensive. (laughs) (laughs) But so I guess I'll answer if you guys have any specific questions, but just as an overview of the event, it was kind of a bunch of things all rolled into one. So as far as the food is concerned, it was a little mini food and wine festival because right around this time is when the California Adventure Food and Wine Festival would be happening anyway. In fact, the last time that I went to California Adventure when everything was open was the last weekend in February 2020 which was the first weekend of their food and wine festival so they got exactly two weekends of their food and wine festival last year before they closed down so it was a little mini food and wine festival they had six of the marketplaces open usually there's about 10 to 12 so it was you know cut slightly Um, but then in addition to that Carthay Circle and Lamplight Lounge were also open 
for dining. You did need to make reservations if you wanted to dine there separately from getting your ticket to the event. Uh, I personally didn't try to get reservations at either. I wanted to do more of the, you know, the festival marketplaces and the other food offerings that were there. Um, and then what I, which was really, this part was really exciting to me. So instead of just opening it up and being like a little food and wine festival, they brought back favorites from Disneyland and brought them over to California Adventure. So you can get like the Cafe Orleans, um, Monte Cristo, there were the uh, the chimichangas, the corn dogs, everything that you know and love as like a classic Disneyland food uh, was there. They even had like the, the skewers from the Bengal barbecue over in Adventureland. So you kind of got like a little taste of all the really good foods you've been missing for over a year. So that was kind of, the point of the event to get you back into the park and tasting all of your favorite Disney foods that you've been missing for a year. I like that, that they brought Disneyland food in too. Yeah, I definitely cheated and got myself a Monte Cristo and it was, it was so good. It was so delicious. Like it, <laughs> it just felt nice to be eating, you know, these foods that you, you just haven't tried in a long time. And then in addition to the food to kind of make it a little bit more magical of an experience, they had characters out not all over the place, but a decent amount were out. And even though you can't go up and hug them like you normally would, they were doing kind of what we're used to seeing at Disney World, where they're, you know, performing little skits like over um, in the Pacific Wharf area. Goofy was fishing, but he couldn't catch fish. He caught a pair of underwear and then Max <laughs> came out with him and started helping him. And so, you know, you could kind of wave to them from across the river. I know I saw Joy out by the Inside Out Emotional Whirlwinds, and they actually had like a little selfie spot set up so that if you stood on this little dot here, Joy's going to appear over your shoulder and you can, you know, get a video or a photo with her type of situation. Of course, like Mickey, Minnie, the Fab Five were all there. Um, Lightning McQueen was out for a while chatting with guests. So, you know, like they, they did their best to kind of um, have as many characters out as they possibly could. Um, and there were also photo ops that they set up around the park. So um, they had the Autopia cars out and the cars from the Luigi's, uh, whatever, whatever his, his little car. Roadster. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So you could like climb in those and take pictures. They had some of the parade floats out that you could pose in front of. Um, they had a really cute like little mermaid um, situation set up. So it looked like you were posing among the coral. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of like special little touches that they were trying to do to make it magical because they knew you couldn't go on the rides. I like that. That's, That's really cute. Cool. How did you feel about the crowd levels? Uh, I was surprised at how crowded it was. It was not uncrowded especially for a state that's in the middle of a pandemic and you know you're trying to keep crowds down so that we can hopefully open the parks which we all know at this point they can but when they they were selling tickets they couldn't i would say that if the rides were open and people were allowed to go onto rides the park would feel empty so if this is the level of capacity it will be at when Disneyland is allowed to reopen I'm 100% okay with it and it's going to be very pleasant and probably the best experience you'll have at Disneyland ever but because the rides weren't open and there were no lines and no rides to hold people everybody was everywhere it was very hard to social distance um, you know like in, in typical Disney fashion in the lines and things like lines for food and to get into the stores everything was spaced out but as people are just walking around 
people are not paying it to everybody's going everywhere. So <laughs> it was really crowded and I, I was surprised by that. Hmm. Yeah. How how about mask usage? Did you like did you feel like most people were were wearing their masks or oh yeah. We are Californians and we are trained very well. Everybody wore a mask at any given time. Like you <laughs> did not see people without masks unless they were sitting down at a table eating. Like that's not a th- like I feel like very early on everybody in this state, especially this area, was trained very quickly. Like even going to other destinations like I went to Las Vegas last summer and like we would always joke like oh we know you're from California because you're wearing your mask even when (laughs) Vegas tells you you don't have to so yeah that that was a non-issue and anybody who has tickets listening don't even it's not even something that you would have to worry about nice Yeah, I should say that there is no special merchandise, um, but they did have a lot of the California Adventure 20th anniversary merchandise out. So the ears and the water bottles, there's mugs, there's spirit jerseys, um, because they, of course, didn't get to be open for their 20th anniversary, which was my birthday, February 8th. Um, (laughs) So they, um, I'm just trying to think, like the shops, where you had to wait in line for some of the shops to get in, but it usually, like, you didn't wait more than two minutes. They they kind of kept it moving, um, and there was plenty of room inside. The only shop that I didn't get into that I wanted to was Bing Bong Sweet Shop over on Pixar Pier because I really, really wanted to get the Russell and Doug cake pops. But they it was a really long line, and I had to go pick up food from one of the festival kiosks, and I didn't want to wait in that line, and then I was too lazy to walk all the way back over there. So, <laughs> but that was the the um, the shop with the longest line I saw. Like that was probably easy a ten to fifteen minute wait to get into that store. So if you want the cake pops, go early. Okay. So now you said you, that you had the Monte Cristo. Like, what else did you eat? What you didn't I eat? Now. As you sat here and watched me highlight my the menus of everything that I wanted to get. And so I brought that with me. Um, and I hit up almost all of the festival kiosks. I will say that the best, my favorite food, what I think is the best, is my favorite from last year. And that is the Impossible Burger Mac and Cheese. So it's a plant-based dish. And it's mac and cheese with um, Impossible Meat crumbled up in it and there's relish and special sauce it's almost kind of like reminiscent of an in and out burger if that makes sense um I don't know how to describe it other than that it is the greatest thing I've ever eaten and if I could only ever eat mac and cheese like this for the rest of my life I would um I went to Rancho Cucamonga, which is a counter service restaurant there. It's there all the time they had a special plant-based potato taco thing I don't know the official name of it um that would have been delicious except for the copious amounts of cilantro used um it made me gag and so i couldn't eat it i have that gene so but if you love cilantro you would love this taco um what else oh there is the um pork belly banh mi from the la style booth which Mm. i had that that was delicious um the Oh my God, we ate so much. I'm just trying to think. Oh, we got a another mac and cheese, a carbonara mac and cheese, which is nowhere near as good as the other one. We got, oh, I forgot they had these. Um, they brought, I don't know if either of you have ever had them, but the sweet and spicy chicken wings from Trader Sam's. Yeah, they, I think yeah. I've had those. Yeah, yeah, I've had those. That was one of the special dishes that they brought into the park for the celebration. So we got some of those and those were delicious. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I only had one dessert. Well, oh, the over at Award Wieners, which is also a counter service restaurant that's open year round. They have been doing for the last three years seasonal funnel cakes, but they are funnel cake fries. So instead of a funnel cake, it's like the funnel cake dough chopped into what look like french fries and every season they change it to a different flavor um and so this season's because it's easter and it's spring it was carrot cake funnel fries and it was so oh, good how happy were you uh, oh my gosh you have no idea i was so excited and justin's like i can't eat another thing i'm like we are getting these fries and i don't care if you only have one i'm getting them and so it's like i said the funnel cake dough but then it was cream cheese frosting drizzle drizzled on top with little crumbles of carrot cake and then uh whipped cream oh my goodness it was delightful that it sounds, is not as good as the sounds, churro. The look on Charlotte's face. That sounds just awful. Me <laughs> it was so, so good. It was delicious. Oh, and then I, I'm sorry, I'm completely jumping around because now in my head, I can like see myself going through these areas of the park. But over on the Hollywood back lot, they, one of the photo ops they had set up was I didn't wait in line because it was the line was so long for this, understandably so. But they had a WandaVision photo op set up. Oh, so it nice. looked like her 1950s living room and everything was in black and white. And then, like, I don't know, 10, 15 feet away from the little set that you would sit on, there was an old timey looking television. And so the point was, is that you would line your camera, like your cell phone up to like see the outline of the old tiny TV and then through the TV would be whoever is sitting on that couch. So it looked like you were in the oh, sitcom. Uh, well. It was the cutest, cutest thing. And then they also had a Tinkerbell photo op right next to that, which was adorable. Nice. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. They were also doing these really weird, strange announcements, like like 1950s commercials that would just kind of come over the park's PA every so often and be like, don't forget, to, like, drink water and over at the L.A. style booth, go and get this. But it was, like, very kitschy and funny. But <laughs> like, they were so loud that they would just appear out of nowhere and everyone would be like, what is happening? But, I, I mean, it was just a fun event. It wasn't a special event like we know it, like, you know, like the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party. It wasn't something like that. This was very much... Disneyland trying to do whatever they could to get people in their parks and, and earn a little bit of money in a time when they were closed. And it just so happens that just as they were starting the events, California lets them reopen. And so they kind of just, you know, now it's sold out. There's no plans for any more of these because within, you know, just over a month, the parks are going to be open for real. So that's the real, real exciting part of it. But that's good because it gives, you know, everybody kind of a test run to yeah. what it'll be like when the park's And, the, open. you know, the cast members were so happy to be back. You know, they everybody's laughing and joking with you more than I've ever seen. Everybody, you know, there were so many cast members just kind of dancing around and just really enjoying being back to work because for them it's been a year. So it was nice to see. Um, I'm really hoping that when the parks do open – but, I mean, I know that they they can't because of state regulations, but I would like to see the for for a while, at least through the summer, have this um, capacity level kind of capped to where it was because it would be really pleasant then. Yeah, yeah. So given everything that you've said, given how long the event was, what the ticket included at seventy five dollars per person, how do you feel the value was? 
I thought it was really great. I mean, look, like just to be back in the park, it was worth $75. Um, but to parking is now $20 a day. Photo pass, I don't even know how much an unlimited photo pass is at this point. So just adding those two things, it's, for me, it was completely worth it. And then you throw in the $25. $25 dining card. So basically you're paying that $25 up front plus $50 for parking and the photo pass. Like, it was absolutely worth it. It was gorgeous weather. It was a beautiful day out and I got to be at the park without a billion other people. So I thought it was really nice. Nice. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, I, I'm so happy you got to do it. I would I would have loved it. <laughs> you know, I would have killed to have had the opportunity. So I'm so glad that that you guys got to do it. And I was watching the social media and it just looked like, oh, looked like so much fun. It was. And the, you know, the, the, um, the cherry trees were blooming and everything oh. was pink. It was just, it was very pretty and it was just a beautiful day. And it, it was just, it felt festive to be back mm -hmm. in the park. Like you could tell everybody was in a good mood. If you were going to do it again, would you make a reservation at Carthy Circle or Lamplight Lounge? I, I definitely, I would definitely make it. Oh, it's so, that's so hard to say because <laughs> I love, um, I love Lamplight Lounge. It's easily my favorite restaurant at Disneyland right now. So I would only if I was doing it a second time, like I wouldn't, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I don't regret not making those reservations because I wanted to try the food and wine festival things and the specialty, you know, like the Monte Cristo and things like that. That was yep. kind of more my focus versus going to Carthay or so. Uh, I do love the Carthay Circle Lounge. That's usually where you'll find me like on a day in the parks if I need a break. So if I had gotten tickets for two and I was doing it again, yes, 100%, I absolutely would. But I preferred having more of a focus on the specialty foods and things like that. Okay. And so for our listeners who maybe have tickets and are potentially planning a trip, what's, what are some of your like number one tips like that they should do or they should know before they go? Definitely be aware of the walk between the parking garage and, and California adventure. I don't know why I wasn't aware of it. I think it was just like, I, it never occurred to me. So know that you're going to be walking a lot, wear the comfy shoes, just be prepared for it. And then don't forget, you have to walk back at the <laughs> end of the day. And it follows the tram route. You do not get to cut through um, going past the Disneyland hotel and through downtown Disney. So that's something to be aware of. Also, lockers are not open. Um, so don't bring anything that you are not going to want to carry. So, for example, it was a little chilly in, when I left my house in the morning. So I brought a sweater with me. Um, and then I got out of my car and in the parking garage, it was freezing cold. And then halfway through the walk, the sun started beating down. And I was like, well, I don't want to wear this sweater all day. And so there's no lockers to store anything. So if it is going to be cumbersome to carry, do not bring it. Um, what else? I had a whole other train of thought that now I don't. <laughs> so before, I know you can't, said, said you can't park in, um, you know, the parking garage until 1130 or whatever. Is downtown Disney open available? Like if somebody wanted to get breakfast at, what, you know, one of the restaurants there, like, I don't know if La Brea Bakery is open right now or like, is that a possibility? No. Uh, okay. Well, sort of. So downtown Disney is open, like it's been open for the past X amount of months. Um, but that parking is in a separate Simba parking lot. 
So that it's basically the parking lot that's right next to the Disneyland hotel. Um, and you are charged for parking there. So event parking is free. And in Mickey and friends, Simba parking is charged and in a different area. So you can certainly go to downtown Disney ahead of the event, but then you would have to go move your car or just suck it up and, and pay for the parking and leave it there all day. Um, also, this was my train of thought where I was going. Downtown Disney doesn't open till 10 a.m., which is fine. That's an hour or that's two hours before the event. So you could go spend some time there. But if you are thinking of going to Downtown Disney after the event, be prepared for crowds. My Lord, I have ne- like you think Disney Springs is crowded. You have no idea what Downtown Disney looked like on a Saturday night. Thursday night might be different. I'm sure during the week it is a lot less crowded. But when I left the touch of Disney event. I think I left the park around six o'clock. So there were still two hours left, but I had wanted to check World of Disney for a pair of mouse ears that I wanted. And I wanted to pick up Earl of Sandwich to have for lunch the next day. There was a line about a half a mile long (laughs) to get into downtown Disney. So you cannot leave the event and walk right into downtown Disney, especially if it is closed to capacity. You have to go around to where the old tram like loading and unloading zone is. And they had a line snaking for easily half a mile that you had to get in so that you can then enter the downtown Disney area. Then on top of that, most of the stores have lines and or wait lists for you just to get into the stores. So that initial line is just to enter. So don't plan on doing Disney Springs after unless you are okay in waiting for a long line. Wow. Did you wait? No. And I was very <laughs> upset. I like I pouted for half the way home because I really wanted a holiday sandwich, but I was exhausted. You know, I had been there since 1130 in the morning and walked, got who knows how many thousands, tens of thousands of steps. <laughs> like I know I just, as bad as I want it, it is not worth, it was probably a good 45 minute wait just to Oof. get into the area. And yeah. then, and then obviously you're walking past downtown Disney so you can see it. And it was packed. There's so many people there. Wow. Oh, that's good to know, because I'm sure that's a lot of people's thought process is like, oh, I'll just spend the day at Touch Disney and then go shopping. (laughs) Especially since, you know, you're at Touch of Disney and it doesn't feel that crowded. Right. So walking out into that chaos was a shock because it was chaos. Mm. Good to know. Well, thank you so much for taking one for the team. And, you know, <laughs> it, was awful. it was so bad. And next time you guys are just going to have to be the ones to do it. <laughs> I know everybody has already been on our Facebook page saying, oh, we can't wait for Heather to get tickets and report back from when Disneyland opens. I'm like, Heather now has anxiety having to think <laughs> about how to get a park pass reservation and tickets. Oh, it's very hard work. <laughs> Well, I'm very, very glad that you went. Glad you had a good time. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, it was. It was nice to be back in the park, and it just makes me look forward to them actually being open in, you know, in another month. Yeah. Any sign of normalcy at this point is something to be celebrated. I preach. <laughs> Parks being open, being able to go and do things. Um, yeah. I am all for it. All right. So that does it for this week's episode of the Disney Park Princess podcast. Charlie, you know what I'm about to ask you. Are you ready for the question? Uh, no. <laughs> I, you know, I, I am uh, very thrown off this week since we're recording a day early. And um, I had it and then I lost it. It's uh, next week's split stays at Walt Disney World. Ah, uh, yes. 
yes, the the podcast partner to the blog post that you wrote yes. uh, a couple of weeks ago. So yes, split stays pro. This is very exciting for me because I normally don't like doing split stays, but I'm considering one for my trip in October. So I can't wait to hear Charlotte's tips. I know I'm not a split stay fan to, generally, but so I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll be convinced. Never <laughs> right now. Uh, all right, and then stay tuned for our Patreon extra. This one. <laughs> I am very excited for this one. All right. Well, tell everybody what it is. <laughs> I I texted these ladies. I don't even know what time it was for you, but I feel like it was around four o'clock my time. And I'm like, guys, I have an idea for the Patreon extra in my DVC quarterly magazine that we get as members. They did. It's the 30th anniversary of Disney Vacation Club. And so they put out a little 30 question quiz of random Disney trivia and I was like, guys, we're going to do this for the extra. It's going to be Sarah versus Charlotte. And I want to see who gets them right. <laughs> I'm putting it out right now. Sarah's not at her best. <laughs> Charlotte's going to jump up and down on me. But that's okay. She might She might have jumped up and down on me, actually, if I didn't have COVID. No. I, I feel the pressure. I feel a lot of pressure on me now. A lot of them are very, very easy. Like, there's some that are far out there and that I didn't know. But a lot of them are easy. So you'll be okay. All right. Well, so stay tuned if you um, like to see me lose and um, Charlotte win. This is going to be the episode for you. So <laughs> that right there should be worth the five bucks a month, I feel. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to find out what this bonus, you know, exclusive content is, this is just for our Patreon extras. We record an extra approximately 10, sometimes 15 and 20 minutes every week. That is just for our Patreons. You can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. You can join us at the two, five, 10 or $15 a month. There are different perks that come with each level, but everybody gets um, access to the bonus content. So don't forget to visit our blog at disneyparkprincess.com. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Princess. Uh, and then we also have an exclusive group just for our Patreons as well. And the link to that is on our Patreon page. So Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.